Mr. Mendoza, what's up? Hello, Mr. Price. Yo, dude, I just heard your uh, your voicemail. Okay. Well, guess what? You're on the phone with your boy Michael right now. Yeah, what's up, bud? We got we got sounds some stuff like to talk a, about. Sounds like uh, Jonah got uh, got a hold of you, huh? Yeah. Thanks, dude. All right, all right. Uh, I'm trying my best here to. to yeah, I'm trying my best here to answer some questions. So, so man, Carlos, and... while while he's on, I just wanted to say uh, uh, we're trying to get a little bit messy. Okay, Mike, don't uh, don't hold back, Mike. Well, I already told them one story, which uh, I thought uh, uh, captured your what what he was trying to to look for here. So he said, "Is it it the movie theater one?" Hey, Carlos, we can't do. We're doing. Are we doing the podcast right now? You can't ask questions. (laughs) Well, is it or is it not? Because I feel like that's the one. Dude, that was the one. How'd you know? This is Mindful Meets Messy, the podcast. Fast forward to an hour later, and you finally made it here to the studio. Hey, Carlos. I'm here, everyone. I arrived. Hello. Hey, welcome to Mindful Meets Messy. My name is Jonah Price. And I'm Carlos Mendoza. And this is the first time I've been back in the studio since our Me Too episode, uh, episode zero. And I'm excited to finally have a real podcast with you, Carlos. This This is is it. This is it. This is is, is number one. This is the foundation of everything that's to come. I know. I'm super excited. Um, I'm I'm really glad that we were able to learn so much with the Me Too podcast. So it's episode zero that we just did on a whim, and there's been so much support of that, as well as so much support for this podcast. And I just want to thank everybody for supporting us this far. This has been this has been awesome. And uh, yeah, movie theater. How did you How did you know the story? Is there only one story? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Michael, Michael and I go back since elementary school uh, and high school. That was that was our heydays. You know, that's where we grew up together. That's where we went through puberty together. And there is this one story where everyone knows. About, everyone knows. Everyone references. And and just because we have that story, I'm gonna save that till the end. Oh, I don't think I'm ready for it, man. I haven't heard it. <laughs> <laughs> The last, the last time I, I heard someone talk about it was actually him. He told it at our senior retreat in oh. front of the whole class. We've only known each other for about four months. Maybe five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really short. We decided that we would call each other's friends and basically interview friends about each other to see if we're consistently the person that we know. What happens if we're not? Then I guess this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. That's it. Yeah, I mean, hey, dude, I, I called I called a group of your friends, and they were actually all pretty consistent of of who you were. I was actually really surprised of how long you've known the people that I called. Like, every person that I called has known you for either, like, 20-plus years, really long. Yeah. <laughs> do you not burn bridges with anyone? I think part of it is I got lucky um, with a lot of the friends that I do have. And I think the people that I've kept close... I've kept close because they were always going to be close. The people that, you know, I knew back then when I was much younger that didn't stay close was because they weren't going to be close. And that's just how it's happened. Um, We've reconnected over, uh, you know, years and 
it's just we've been consistent. You know, we've co- constantly been there for each other, and it's um, it's relationships that have really that have really grown, um, and there's been a lot of places to grow within them. Um, but so I also texted you as I called your friends. Only one of them picked up. Yeah, what's up with that? Do my friends not care about me? I I don't know. I I was like Carlos. What kind of what kind of friends do you have? <laughs> Obviously, ones that don't pick up the phone. I mean, what the one friend that you did did uh, talk about a lot? She picked it up. She 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 didn't actually pick me up. She called me back. She was like, "Hey, can I call you back?" I'm like, "Yeah, call me back." And she called me back, and we got the interview done that night. The only other call that I got was uh, earlier today before you came into the studio with Michael. Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, what's going on with your friends, bro? Man, I don't know. I I let most of them know. I let well, one of the friends, and I put in quotes, is is my uncle, and it was mm. an uncle I grew up with, who I I considered like he he was a mentor. He was he was a, he was a friend. He's my uncle by marriage, uh, and I told him about it, but I guess he wasn't available or something. I don't know. Guess not. Hmm. Well, Interesting. Hopefully, hopefully more people get back to you. Maybe Carlos, you need to think, rethink your relationships. Uh... You're my friend, right? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I feel like I got to rethink this whole thing. I don't know. Oh man. Uh, no, I, I think. <laughs> okay, so well, for, uh, okay, wait. I, I want to stop you there because one of the people th- that I did give you to call was one of my exes. And I texted her, and I told her that you would be calling, and she was already on the fence about it. I'm fresh off of talking to all your friends. Okay. And uh, I'm actually, like, I want to keep following the rabbit hole. A lot of a lot of them said some consistent things about you, um, but there were, like, little sparks of uh, of details that I had never heard before. Okay, so wait, wait, so I give you a list of friends. I don't even know who you called. Who did, did you call? Who so uh, one of the people that I called was uh, a friend that you had met uh, a few years back, like five, six years ago, his name is Deninge. I hope I'm saying that right. Oh yeah, yeah, from uh, Nigeria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, you met him in church, and I believe you were going to school together. Uh, yeah, we went to school for a little bit um, at our community college, and uh, I was actually asked to take him around, show him kind of the city, and I went showed him the city right away. I liked him. I, I like the guy. He has a really great energy. He's really nice, and I could just tell that he means well in everything that he does. Well, he had nothing but nice things to say about you, man. And at the end of it, he I could tell that he really appreciates your friendship. Um, so let's get to it, man. I, I got some of the interview recorded. Um, let's right. hear, let's, let's hear what let's he has to say it. about you. Hey, Carlos. Hey, hey. How's it going? This is Carlos with Mindful Meets Messy. Hi. How are you doing? Good, good, man. Hey, you are going to have to tell me how the heck to say your name because it's uniquely beautiful and I've never seen it before. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's, it's de nangi. De renge. De renge. No, nangi. So it's D-E-N-E-N-G-E. Oh, de nangi. De nangi. De nangi. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's an awesome name. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. man. So, yeah, man. So, yeah. so to start off, how do you know the man? How do you know Jonah? Well, uh, I know Jonah from church. So we go to, uh, oh, when he was down here, he went to EOPC. That's Escondido Presbyterian, Orthodox Presbyterian Church. Uh-huh. 
And uh, when I came here, the first week, the first time I came here, that was like, I think, six years ago, almost seven years now, mm-hmm. I went to church, and uh, the family I stayed with took me to the church, and then um, they introduced me to Jonah. And he was just uh, really cool. He was dressed all nice, really uh, friendly, and uh, I introduced myself to him, and he introduced himself to me. And he was like, well, if you ever want to hang out, um, uh, I should let him know. And he'll hang uh, like, uh, he'll take me out. And so and what? And so, so what? You you guys were like teenagers or what? What age was this? We were, I yes, I think we were teenagers. I think I was 19 and he was 18. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Because okay. I'm year older than he. So, yeah, it was uh, about that time. And then, yeah, since then we've been talking. We started hanging out. We started uh uh, connected and yeah, it's been six years now. And we're still really close, close friends. I consider. It. Wow. Yeah, so, so, so you guys are still, yeah. you guys are still in contact, huh? Yeah, we are. Oh yeah. Once you know Jonah, and he, he is really, he's that guy that he is really loyal. He's a loyal friend. That's one thing I can tell about Jonah. He's a real loyal guy, and he is caring as heck. He cares even when he don't want him to care. And so, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. He is a great guy. And how, how do you how do you know that? Like, what uh, has he has he done anything uh, like spectacular in showing that he cares f- for you? Does he? Oh, the thing, like I said, like he's always there. Like Jonah will answer your call whenever, like uh, whenever you need him to. Like if you if you have a problem, and you talk to Jonah about it. He's willing to listen, and he make sure he does his best to you know talk you talk to you give you advice to like help you and um he'll do whatever you need uh for example i'm, I'm trying to think of an example where mm-hmm. um he helped me and i work at a restaurant and i've been working there for like four years four five years mm-hmm. and it's it's all right but i'm not making enough um I'm not making enough money that I, I don't making uh, enough money basically, and it's uh, it's kind of miserable. But Jonah knows. Jonah called and he he called me and he's like, "Dude, I gotta tell you something, man. I know you've been working on this place and you like the people and you like you make tips, but you are miserable." And he just he just he straight shoots when he he just shot it straight like. Dude, you're miserable, and I don't really like it. And you should do something about it. And uh, that's the kind of guy Jonah is. He like he tells you straight, and if you listen, he it actually helps. And that is what the Ninga thinks about you, Jonah Price. Are you shocked at all? I, I'm not shocked. Um, just because me and Ninga have definitely had a lot of talks, and it, it's interesting. Uh, to hear someone talk to someone else about you because you you never really know and there isn't the same wall that they would have if they were talking directly to you mm-hmm. and it's cool to know that my friend does know I care that I genuinely do care for his well-being and his his progress in life I want to see him succeed and I want him to see him happy and so that's it's really cool to see that yeah man it seemed it seemed like he was very motivated and inspired by you giving advice. Do you do that often with him, or was this like a, 
you you were observing his his decisions and the choices he was making and decided to kind of step in and help him. You know, we talk a lot. And I talked to a lot of my friends, just like a, we have this podcast, right? Uh-huh. This is kind of like a venting area where we can talk about um, just our future plans and what we want to do with the rest of our lives. And th- and the thing is, man, a lot of a lot of us don't know. And I know that for myself, it's really hard to make decisions. And sometimes you just need that person there to be like, hey, you're on the right track. You're doing what you want to do. And you're happy about that. Don't worry about the paycheck right now, or you you need to worry about the paycheck. You know you don't have the luxury right now, to, or whatever the decisions are in life. Sometimes we just need extra encouragement that we are doing the right thing, because there's so many people in the world that are telling us we're not mm-hmm. all the time. And with Denengi, I I know there's there's a lot already stacked against him, right? He he moved here from Nigeria. Um, he was actually born in the U.S., so that's a plus. But at the same time, he has no other family out here, you know. So uh, there's a lot that comes with that. Uh, I realized that when I moved to the Bay Area, you know, being in San Francisco, I don't have, I don't have family up here. Mm-hmm. And so having a support system of people to tell you, like, hey, look, I really do care for you, and I see where your path is going, and I can tell you're not happy. Sometimes we need that encouragement because we don't have family right there next to us to do that. And, and, you know, he he mentioned right off the bat, as soon as I started talking to him, anything anything that came to the qualities of your personality about caring for people and giving advice had to do with that you're just a very empathetic person. And you've always been that way. And I I started thinking, I was like, yeah, like as soon as soon as I met you, dude, I had that sense that you always put yourself in people's shoes. Um, and I asked him a few questions about it throughout that interview. And I, I, I kind of got some sparks of maybe why that was. Um, and there were some things that he mentioned that maybe you were bullied. He wasn't too sure. Uh, but maybe uh, maybe it was because of that. Uh, do you know why? Have you thought about why you're such an empathetic person? I'm a middle child, and I think that has a lot to do with people. People say it's, uh, there's a middle child syndrome or whatever, and they make fun of it. But I do also think that there is some truth to what's going on. You know, just not ever feeling like you're being heard, right? Because um, someone's always getting in trouble, right? And then you have the younger one that's always getting attention because he's a baby, and then you're trying to figure out your way through that. And at the same time, you have to mediate between the two. Um, and you're just it's just this natural, I think, spot. It's the natural pocket that you fall into as a middle child. Not everyone has it, but I think a lot of middle children do. Um, and I think that being ignored and then being like brushed off as like oh no it, i'm not ignoring you i'm just busy right now or no no i'm not ignoring you you are getting attention and it's like well i'm not seeing it that's where it's like okay people people need attention and that's i don't want to i don't want to neglect that i, I don't want my friends to you know not Especially if, like, Denengi, he's like family, man. He's mm-hmm. been there, and I don't want my And you've only that... known him for a short while, I would say. I mean, five, six years. That's yeah. that's not a lifetime. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I've had friends that are, like, family that I've known for way longer. And 
Yeah, we, we we all need to talk about something. I know I've I've needed it mm-hmm. multiple times when I had no one to talk to, um, and I had no outlet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what drew that out is that yeah, we do need people to talk to all the time. You know what? And not only did Deninge share his perspective of how you're just an awesome person, but uh, he also uh, shared some. Uh, some stories that I had no idea about. It kind of kind of surprised me. I learned a little bit more about you. Let's uh, let's hear what he had to say. I'm scared now. Yeah, you should be. Ooh, the best memories I have with Jonah. Ooh. Oh wow. <laughs> well, I mean, we went a couple. This is pretty not recent. I guess recent. We went to uh he came down from San Jose and went on a hike, a really nice hike and uh there's a beach called <laughs> uh, uh Black Beach. It's a nude beach kind of. So oh. but the, the hot... oh. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. A nude oh, beach. Jonah. <laughs> He says it is the just oh, almighty man. has fallen and he's one of us. No. <laughs> I hate you so Jonah, much. Jonah, you went to a nude beach. This is <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You, oh. No, Jonah. There's so many stories that Jonah. need to be told now. I feel like you went to a nude beach. I have no words right now. Cause like you're just not gonna. My whole perception of you has changed. You're not gonna. You're not gonna give me a chance to even. No, no chance at all. You, you went on a so-called hike, which I put in quotes. I went to a hike, but ended up at a nude beach. Was the nude beach really just the the actual destination? Was the hike the cover up? No. Okay, so I'd gone on this hike before, and mm-hmm. it's a really. Oh, really... I I bet you have. Get it? No, I get it. I get it. I got it a long time ago. Yeah. Go ahead, Jonah. Go ahead, Jonah. I'm going to keep interrupting because first of all, if you if no one knows Jonah, if this if if you started the episode, our first episode at this exact moment and you don't know Jonah, he is not the type of person that goes to nude beaches. Okay? Mindful meets messy. Jonah is the mindful. I am the messy. I am the one who is chilling at the nude beach on the weekends with my sunrise tequila and an umbrella. And literally the umbrella is the only thing that's covering anything. So Jonah Price. Jonah Price is at Disneyland singing Jason Mraz (laughs) (laughs) while drawing cartoons for little kids. (laughs) <laughs> that at the mention okay, of you're, you're making this sound way worse <laughs> than anything ever i just need to paint a picture for no, the people this is not the picture that needs to be painted of me <laughs> whatever you're painting you're making it sound like i have a white van too stop okay stop all right so all right jenna go ahead clear quick, your name quick, quick clear your name go for it went on the hike before it's a great hike and the beach is super private now there's where there's no like defining borderline between Black's Beach and the this other beach that's really nice, but right next to the beach that's private and really nice, next to that is literally the nude beach. I forgot that it's a nude beach because like there was 
the first time I went, there was like one guy, and we were like, oh, bye. And it was a great hike. The thing is, a really difficult hike, and it's a really cool hike. The second time we went, Yeah, we were we we're chilling I, on. First the... of all, you stopped because I saw you envisioning everything again, and it's like you were reliving it. And ladies and gentlemen, um, he kind of he got like the goosebumps. I saw the little goose pimples on his arm. Go ahead, go ahead, I, keep going. John. I didn't think much about it, to be honest. Like, I'm not really. Thinking. You know, I'm giving you crap, man. I know, I'm giving I know. you so much crap. And so I was like, I Yo. just never imagined you going to a nude beach. I wasn't like chilling at the nude beach. I was actually I was involved in the conversation. I forgot that it was a nude beach uh-huh. as we were walking, and Nengi's the one that brought it up. He goes, "Are, are they topless?" <laughs> and and I was like, "Yeah, so probably we can go <laughs> now." Did, did you guys stay or leave? We left. We left. Uh, you didn't go skinny dipping? No. Ah, uh, Jonah, no. where's your sense of adventure? Um, like I would go skydiving before you would, so That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. That's I'm a thing. Deathly afraid of skydiving. Yeah. I haven't gone yet, but I still want to go. So You know what? I would do it for you for the podcast. Would you? I would. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. Um That's a new hashtag. So, so yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. And it like it was really nice hiking. We had a great conversation. Now cool. why is it why is that Daninga's favorite memory of you? It was. It... <laughs> See, I want to justify it. Don't justify. I want to be like. Tell me why. <laughs> what did you have? Did you have a specific reaction that he remembers? No, he had, uh, no. I don't think so because I, I didn't react to it. Uh huh. It was. It was like, oh yeah, uh-huh, forgot. Would you? Were you trying to be uh, cool as a cucumber? No, no, pun no, intended. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Um. Answer, answer the question, Jonah. Answer the question. No, it's funny because like my my older brother's been there, and so like he sent me a picture of his butt once, and I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, you can't, don't, don't do. And he thought it was hilarious, uh-huh. and I'm like, bro, no, don't. That's not funny. Like, I don't want to <laughs> see. Like, we saw it as a kid. I'm do. I'm done. I, uh-huh. I've served my time. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Um. It, it is a really nice beach, though. I like. I didn't realize like how nice of a beach it was mm-hmm. like it was always like taboo as a kid like don't go there don't go there and i like it just sucks because like it's a, it is a really nice beach if you've never been to black's beach it's a super nice beach but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna like say you should go there it wasn't it wasn't planned that way well you know now you gotta take me i still oh gosh i need to go on this hike it's a dope hike i'll take is you it? on a hike. Yeah? yeah it's a dope i'm hike. down i'm actually really down um <clears throat> Why is it his favorite memory, though? Yeah. You know what? You're going to have to ask Denangi that. I honestly, I remember it being, it was a cool time. It was well, a good time. I, 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 think, I think what he, what he alluded to, I, like, so he brought that up, and in the moment, I was really embracing the whole, like, I was visualizing you at a nude beach the whole time, <laughs> so I think I, I lost the point of the question, but I know towards the end of it, he did mention that when you did go on the hike, you guys were playing music together, you got together, and I think that's... I think that was why it was his favorite memory, his best memory of you is is just getting together and being creative. You know, it was also a time like where we weren't I think we were being I would say more philosophical. We were talking about a lot of life things that were going on, what we were trying to achieve. Um and so that's kind of and then we came back and we played music and it was it was really cool. So I think there was I think it was a well-rounded trip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, sticks out for him. <laughs> I hate you <laughs> so much. And see, here's the thing. 
Carlos also knows that I've been watching The Office lately, <laughs> so he knows how badly I want to say that's what she said, but that doesn't help my case. I'm I'm giving all. you all the doors right now, but man. It, all the doors of opportunity. I hate you so much. All right you now. gotta do is enter. No, no. All right. Um. <laughs> hey, man, Daningo was a pleasure to talk to, and uh, I was so I was so glad he gave me that 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 fun story. I. I don't think you would have ever told me that story. You know what? I I honestly forgot about that story. Mm-hmm. I did. I literally forgot about that. It was a great time, but like I hang out with my friends and we talk a lot and yeah. have a lot of meaningful talks. And that was I hike a lot. I do a lot of activities. Um, and so honestly, I forgot about how cool that story was and how awkward it could be as well. Um, so. <laughs> You know what? Along so this is what's gonna happen at your funeral because uh, you're obviously gonna die before me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if 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 uh, if a car doesn't kill me, I know someone will now after this story. <laughs> Thanks. I like how he starts off with, "Yeah, I met him at church, nude beach, <laughs> church, the nude beach." Oh god, great. Got, I feel like I've got a lot of explaining to so many people to do. Hey, but, hey, you know what? Back off, yo. <laughs> Just. But those are the Live stories. Your life. Those are the stories we're gonna tell at your funeral. You better, you better guarantee. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's, there's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just wonder, like, who's gonna show up to tell those stories to my funeral? Like, Denengi probably will. Oh, 100%. but like, there's a few other people that ha- know stories about me that probably wouldn't show up to my funeral. I'm just gonna play the podcast. Oh no! I'm gonna put the podcast on surround sound speakers <laughs> in the church. <laughs> We're gonna play our season episodes one through whatever. <laughs> That's another podcast, another time. Planning your own funeral. Yeah. Um. So uh, I also talked to one of your friends. You did. I did. I did. And uh, we learned a little bit more about you, and it gets a little exciting towards the last call but we're gonna do that one a little bit later so carlos i talked to ariel is that ariela is right here's her name ariela Ariela. Mm -hmm. anyways um and so i asked her what story would you tell if carlos died today whoa oh my god that's horrible um the story that i would tell let's see So we have many, but one of my top favorite story is when we were traveling. So we, um, we started traveling this summer. And so we hit up a different, different like European countries. And during our trip, we created these two old couple characters and they're called Martha and Harold. I know Martha and Harold. So we Uh. just kept going in and out of these voices and we just couldn't stop to the point where it just became what was real, what was fake. And finally, we're in Vienna and I tell him, I want to keep this, like the, the ticket for the flight. And so I'm sitting next to him on the airplane and I'm like, Harold, like, here, take my ticket, put it in your, put it in your bag. And he's like, put it in your bag. And I'm like, stop, just do it. Do what I say. And he's not listening to me. So I'm getting frustrated, but we don't know what our, what we're feeling. Like I'm yelling at him behind that ticket were the stickers for the baggage. So we get to Paris and out of all the airports, this one needs the stickers on the back of the, the <laughs> to get through this gate to get our baggage. 
And first, I look at him and I was like, "Okay, Harold, give me the, give me the, give me the tickets." And he's like, in his normal voice, he's like, um, "I let, I told you, I left the tickets on the plane. I told you I was gonna do that." I was like, I look, I just gave him this na- the nastiest look, and at the top of my lungs, screamed, "But the stickers <laughs> on the tickets, on the package," and. He's looking at me like, what? And I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed because I'm like, the ticket has sentimental value. Now the stickers are back there and, and, and we can't get my baggage or our baggage. And he, and I get, I get even more irritated. Anyway, he goes to the teller and he's like, hey, we left our tickets on the plane. And the guy presses a button and opens it for us. We didn't understand. Like for the first time, we're like, "Are we being serious, or are the like it just the characters consumed us?" Oh, Harold! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Martha! Oh, I know these characters. You do, you do. I'm, I'm not as good as her with the Martha. I. What, what was my character? You give me a character name. Uh, what was, what, what was mine? It was, but you did a specific voice that made me think of the. I can't remember the what the voice was too. It, it might have been. So, it might have been a Jerry. I think you're oh, a Jerry. Uh, it was Jerry. It was yeah. Jerry. Jerry. That was what Jerry. it was. Jerry. Yeah. What's up, Harold? <laughs> Jerry, please find me my Prozac. Oh no, Harold, not again. Here we uh, go. So, anyways, yeah. So you guys like slip into character, and then you stay in character. We stayed in character. Uh, yeah, the for an obnoxiously long time so, span of time. So, so she was still <laughs> on the plane, right? So she was in character. You were in character on the plane. Then he come off the plane, and she asked for the tickets, and you drop character. But she stayed in character the whole time. You guys really committed. Yeah, yeah, we committed the whole time. We were doing it in public. It it didn't matter. <laughs> I just, I can't, I'm just imagining that in the airport and seeing it and everyone turning their heads. But also, we wanted to go a little bit deeper about, uh, just about who you are. Uh-huh. Not just, not just about Harold. We wanted to know about Carlos. Uh-huh. So, we went a little bit deeper. I'm going to cry. <laughs> My dad passed away about a few years, a few years ago. And that was kind of hard. And at the time... My brother wasn't really in my life. I always really latched on to wanting to have a, like a male figure that was like, had this like, like family, like had this, like a strong sense of family. And our lives just ran really parallel to each other. Like he had a really serious girlfriend at one point that he wanted to marry. And I had someone that I really wanted to marry and and like and she and I like broke up and so for me when I see him I see him as uh, someone who was there when I didn't have family and he was always really supportive he reminded me of my my brother and my earlier and like his earlier years and like Carlos is someone when I've been down he always pushes me to go to move forward and to and to get out of my comfort zone. And that's something that both my father and my brother did. And so like when I see him, like I'm like, oh my God, you're, you are family. And so Carlos, I talked to her and this was also really cool. And I, I thanked her for it because 
she said she went out of her way to call you and be like, hey, I really appreciate our friendship recently. She did, yeah. And I found that really cool because that same day, I was literally walking from the BART station to my house or my apartment. And the first thing that I was thinking as I was getting off of the train was that nice guys get forgotten or they're never, it's never voiced that, you know, I really appreciate you. Um, and there's so many, there's just so many friends that I think about it. Like I, I'm not appreciated. There's so many people that don't really take the time and I'm realizing I don't want that in my life. I don't, I, I have people like Denangi, I have people like Odin, um, that are there. And so that's where my attention I think needs to be. Being a nice guy is hard, dude. And um, so I just thought it was really cool that she w- went out of her way to thank you and that that's what we get to learn about you, you know? Uh, man, I'm just, I'm so full of uh, emotions right now. I, number one, I had no idea she would, she would share something like that. Um, that's, that's being recorded and, and take, like, I, I, I know I, she, the way she describes me is so much more than I could expect. Um, that's how, that's how I talk about her. Um, so it's really nice to hear. And we've, she, she's, she's my family, man. Like it's, it's, it's those people that, I mean, you, you said that it's, it's really hard being a nice guy, but with people like her, it's, 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 it's not hard at all. With people like her. With people like her. It makes it, yeah. Like I could just, like people like Denangi too. Like there's <clears throat> something about it that just, it's family, you know? It feels, it feels sometimes, sometimes those relationships feel more like family than actual family. And I've learned that and it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, there's so many little things that gets on your, you know, your brother's nerves or your parents' nerves and when you look at the grand scheme of things, like we're all gonna die. So like, what is like, what is the point of arguing with me? Like, what are you, what are you not seeing? Why are you trying so hard to control this? Are you trying to con- so hard to tell me that? Like, that's not important to me, or that's not important to you. Why are you arguing it? Whatever the circumstance may be, and then you have friends that just they support you. They understand where you're coming from, and they know. You're you're both in the same spot, and you're both trying to help each other get through something that's whatever it may be. You know this thing called life, and that's what I think that's why we need to be there for each other. And I was mm-hmm. telling her like, the more people that were like that, the more people that were like you from her, from what she was saying, you know, like encouraging and um, willing to be there and respecting of boundaries. Um, the it, the world would be a different place, and if people were encouraged to do that, because I honestly don't think people are encouraged to do that, um, just by our society, our media, and how people treat each other, um, I don't see it very often. So I just thought that was a really cool. I think you guys have a really cool relationship. So 
thanks, man, for sharing sharing that. It's- hey, man, I'm 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 very thankful to have her in my life. Uh, I know she mentioned a lot of things that I do um, in her life, but uh, she does some amazing things for me. She's 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 the friend that's always there to to hear me vent. And again, she's she respects my perspective and i think that's what makes us very unique and not only to her but also to people like you jonah i feel like a lot of a lot of our group of people a circle of friends we're really walking the same path not only walking the same path but creating our own path um and i think i think just understanding each other we don't get to pick our family but we get to pick our friends and i'm very lucky and appreciative that i get to pick you as my friend i get to pick ariela as my friend and and um a handful of others as well that's awesome man so we still have some more calls you want to learn a little bit more about me yeah man i want to keep digging digging deep into jonah price's life so you Um, called odin i did i did and i've known odin so if anyone knows anything about me that could get messy it's odin odin knows pretty much everything about me um and that's only as an effect of our friendship. Our friendship's so old, it can drink. Yeah, you've known him for 21 years. That's why you can your friendship can drink. And, You're uh, of age. But not only that, our friendship did not start off as a friendship. We hated each other. Like, completely hated each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh... Oh gosh, I think I know what story he told you. There's a there, there, there's there, there's a, there's a few there's a few. Let's oh, let's no. let's listen to a couple. Like I said, he's competitive. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Have you have you have you se- have you seen him lose before? In in any aspect, not just in sports, but in anything. <laughs> Other than his love life, that's about it. Oh, shots fired! <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I actually had that on my. Uh, I had little, to say it. I had that. I had that on my notepad to bring up in a little bit. But I'm. I'm, I'm glad you segued into it. That's a perfect conversation. <laughs> it seems. It seems like Jonah does very well in every aspect in his life when it comes to to career, when it comes to passions, hobbies, anything, anything that he's actively pursuing right now. But it seems like he's not actively pursuing anything in the love department. What's up with that, dude? Why? Just what's uh, up with that? I've seen no more than three girls that he's been interested in, and it just never worked out for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. he's just concentrating on his career right now. But I'm sure he'll get there at so, some point. None of them really went to dating. No, they're just good friends, and then they just kind of fizzled out, or the girl moved away, or you know, uh, just life basically. I think he's more concentrated on his career and, you know, getting himself better at what he does. I think if the opportunity arose, then he would take it. But he's also, you know, reading into people. And if you don't see it working out in the long run, why why try, you know? I don't know putting a cap on a relationship, but, I mean, he, he spent most of his time either in sports or, you know, pursuing what he his passions, we'll call it, at that at that point, you can't really call it a career, but your, his passions and um, those led into the career. You you can't you can't tell me that there was never a girl that was like, "Hey, Jonah, I think you're really cute. Let's go out." You can't tell me that never happened because I'm sure no, it did. I'll I'll say that's probably happened 
more often than not. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And what? So Jonah just says, no, I don't want to. That depends on if they're over 18 or not. <laughs> oh! Okay, so this has been Mindful Meets Messy. My name is Jonah Price. No, 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 no. The show goes on. The show does not end here. Stop. Jonah Price. No. To me, it's really funny how younger girls have the audacity or even the guts. I don't even know. I don't know how to. I don't know what it is. They have the stomach to come up to a guy and be like, hey, here's my number. You should call me sometime. You're 15. Wow. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not calling you. Is it because you look young? I think it's because I look young. Yeah. Mm. I think I think people just assume I'm younger, but I also give off a very mature vibe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's but so that's what's attractive to them. For me, like the younger girls are into me, but then the people that are my age are settling and then I'm never like I just I don't think I'm thought of as part of the equation either. Uh-huh. Right? He's just too nice. He he's he's too good and all this stuff it can't be true. Or, and, but now I think we're learning a little bit more about how human I am, <laughs> apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, like, I think it, peaches. oh, gosh, that's not a thing. <laughs> I feel like you're going to make this a hashtag trending on Twitter. <laughs> Jonah, nude beaches. That's it. <laughs> and then people are just going to post that on their Twitter. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. Carry on. It's either that or I'm just not enough. I'm not what they're expecting. I'm not, I don't know. I feel like there's no just balance for me. Mm. And I get it. I think, I think honestly, I put a lot of pressure on people um, just as a person, as who I am and what I am. Being also never in a relationship, I could see how that would be, that would be daunting. But mm-hmm. it's not like I haven't had meaningful relationships. It's just I haven't had an intimate one, I guess. You know, uh, <clears throat> or romantic, I should say, a romantic relationship. We we've talked a lot about this off air about about your situation about about my situation. We 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 seem to vibe vibe on sim- similar levels. And um, one thing that that I love talking to you about is is in reminding you that you know although although it it, it does get to points where we're lonely and we we wish we could find that that perfect match, that perfect partner that not completes us because that's super cliche, but that, that compliments us, that really understands us. Um, and that brings that same level of maturity and that brings that same mentality of creating your own path. Um, and you have to be patient for that, man, because if, if you force it, it's, you're not going to get, you're not going to get what you deserve. Yeah, and I also think that if you force a bottle of alcohol down your throat and want to go watch a movie, you probably shouldn't do that either. Oh, son of a bitch. So essentially, we're all, uh, we all had like the same gym period. And it's finals week, and I think we're seniors in high school. So we all decide, hey, let's, uh, we, just, we just started, uh, you know, at that age, we were like experimenting with drinking and we had another friend. We had another friend named Danny who would always be able to buy us liquor. We'd go with him, and we we said, "Hey, let's drink. Let's go to the movies." Uh, um, during that time, we would do dumb things like get drunk and ride on ride on the bus and just kind of go on our own mini adventures, things like that. So it wasn't uh, out of the ordinary. So we go, we get drunk, and we drink this alcohol. I'll never forget. It's from a plastic bottle. It's called Taka. It's the worst type of alcohol you could ever have in your life it's absolutely disgusting but it was cheap and we could get it so we start chugging this thing and carlos just goes 
he just starts drinking way too much. Like, yeah, he doesn't know his limits. He's a 17-year-old kid. He has no idea what he's doing. He's chugging this thing like water. So before you know it, within 30 minutes, he's absolutely wasted. And we go into the theater, and about halfway into the movie theater, there's one other guy there because it's like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And we happen to be sitting a couple rows behind this guy. And Carlos is just being loud, obnoxious. He's drunk. And before you know it, he vomits like all over himself and on the floor of the theater. And we're all just like, oh, crap. Like, what the hell do we do? Let's just move a couple rows. We don't want to leave the movie theater. We don't really know what to do. So as the movie starts going on, Carlos is continuing to be obnoxious, loud. The guy in the front row, we see him kind of turn around a couple times. He isn't mine. He thinks it's hilarious. But Carlos goes that extra mile, and he he kneels in he kneels in the theater. He kind of does. I don't know. Have you ever played the soccer or football or any sport like that on the field where a guy kind of kneels and he kind of can just. I mean, not to be too crude here, he pulls his dick through his shorts. He kind of did one of those and just, like, pissed. Just pissed on the movie theater. In the movie theater. Like, kneeling. And it was hilarious. And I just remember sitting there, and my other bri- my other, my other buddy, Brian Apodaca, was there. And he turns to me, and he's like, oh, my God, Carl's is pissing. <laughs> you know, you know... I am so glad I created that memory for so many people because my whole senior class knows that story. And I'll tell you why. Because Mike said the same story at our senior retreat in front of everyone with teachers in the audience. You know what's funny? Is you have no recollection of that story. Nope. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all gone. Yet it's a memory that everyone will cherish who's ever heard the story man we were young it was the first time so so yeah so we we would go to the movies i know and, you, di- you didn't know your limits and and we would we would buy really cheap vodka the ones that came in plastic bottles we and the funny thing is we recently talked about this whole plastic bottle situation we did and you're like not the plastic bottles and that's why because i learned my lesson <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this brought up a good point i remember we were in the theater and you you bought me a drink and uh-huh. I bought you a beer. Yeah. And we're watching uh, Sister Act because uh-huh. our, our friend was in it. And uh, I remember turning to you and going, hey, Carlos, like, we're going to yell something. I forget what I said we're going to yell. I'm like, we're going to yell. We're going to yell. We're going to yell. And you just turned to me with the most, like, like you know when people, like, get scared, like, their face gets flushed? You still had blood in your face, but you're like, no. You kept shaking your head, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're not getting kicked out. We're not getting kicked out. And I was like, why is he so scared? Like, yo, my goal when I entered that theater was to literally break our friend. Yet, Carlos was like, no, I'm not going to be obnoxious. You know why? Because Carlos was traumatized by being obnoxious and has one story that his whole senior class got to hear with teachers in the audience. And you don't want to know the story like that, do you? Is that what that was? <sighs> it's a combination of a lot of things. But yes, Jonah, you're right. Okay. I, I, I guess subconsciously I was traumatized by this event, even though I had blacked out. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, if you have the whole senior class hearing about something yeah. that you did that you don't remember, I mean, I, mean, I, I can see that. Obviously, in the moment, I wasn't traumatized because I, I have no rec- recollection of it. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the fact that my best friends yeah. were telling everyone about it. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that kind of changes things. Um, but but you know what? Like like I said, it's all in good fun. It's a it's a great story, and I it's a life lesson. I honestly learned. I that's never happened anymore after that. I don't pee in movie theaters anymore, people. <laughs> uh, he even told me which movie theater it was, and I'm like, I'm never going to that movie theater out here in the bay. Uh, oh no, no one will ever know yes, what movie theater. But I won't that say is. what movie theater it is that way because they probably have cushy chairs now. Like most movie theaters do, man. That was that was that was a fun time. That that was a great year. That was a senior year. That's that's where we were experimenting with things. Um, so <laughs> no yeah. <way. laughs> well, you know what? Let's. I'm gonna go ahead and change the focus a little bit because I I feel like the spotlight is a little too hot on me right now. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? I don't, like, don't like it. it. I really. But don't you want to like talk it. about nude beaches? But you, we can't talk about this. Let's this talk, is you peeing in a movie theater. I'm gonna move, whipping everything out. Move the spotlight. <laughs> Over to Jonah Price, and uh, we got another caller. Uh, I talked to Leah. You've known Leah for uh, for quite some time, and yeah, uh, yeah. she has some juicy things to say about Jonah. So let's uh, press play. Yeah, and he's like, he's like not afraid of being single. I think that's the other thing about Jonah. I mean, maybe sure, maybe he thinks it would be nice. He's kind of a he's a pretty fearless person. I imagine that there's some fear of you know not being successful in the things that he's pursuing. Mm-hmm. There's always some fear in that. I think we all face that. So one thing he has mentioned is, I mean, there's always a kind of insecurity around, you know, am I going to be able to pursue my dreams and really make it a success, mm-hmm. especially in terms of like being educated in a little bit of a different way than is traditional. You know, he kind of went to college a little bit later in life and like that, that has been a little bit of a point of tension for him. Mm-hmm. And being willing to like accept the humility of that, I think has been hard for him. So maybe there's a little bit of a fear of being like shamed almost or embarrassed. And I don't think that's a real, like, I don't think that would actually really happen to him, but there could be some of that going on. And he, he kind of just, yeah, he wants to do so many different things. And so he pursues like five things at once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I wonder if like that's kind of a symptom of his fear of like, I hope one of these works. Oh, okay, I get it. It seems like I'm shotgunning. And I, I want to honestly say that it's been an accident. All of these things, all of these hobbies that I've done, I don't feel like I have to justify this, but for people that don't know, people that are listening, I do a lot of things. I do a ton of, I have a lot of talents, and I've definitely worked on all of those talents, and they've become, too, they've gotten to a level where they can be professional. And um, I wouldn't say I'm pursuing those talents, mm-hmm. but rather they're there, they're always going to be there, because now it's within me, it's knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. The only time it will not be there is if I get some head injury that, you know, screws it up. And I've just been known for all of those talents, so I do them all consistently on a professional basis. Right, and I... Like I'm, I'm starting to understand that your your personality. You're the type of person that has a personality where 
you want to do something, you learn it, you do it, and then you move on to the next thing. But you, I keep doing like I will still continuously do that right, kind of thing. Right. And it and it seems like you're you're happy with that. Like that's that brings you happiness having having your hand in all the different pots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. I guess I mean, I guess that's not a fear then. I don't know. I get and I get how like the embarrassment of uh being at school at a later age. Like there's more so of an embarrassment there and um an insecurity about the fact that all my friends graduated early or you know mm-hmm. um being homeschooled as well and thinking that you're supposed to be smart and not really knowing what intelligence or intellect is. And now I have a podcast with you and I'm doing another one as well that's very much researching. Um, but yeah, fears I think is a little bit different. Uh huh. What do you, what do you are you what are you afraid of? Are you a man with no fears? I'm a man with no fears. I'm the most interesting man in the world. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I think. I think being alone. I think not being able to share my life with someone that gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think what is so hard for me right now is the age that we live in and meeting people sucks sometimes. And now I, I, I might say that and might sound condescending, but it's really hard being one, one being 25. And as, as you've learned from all the phone calls that we've done, and we've listened to some, um, a little bit of more than what we've played so far, but I've always been, I always feel like I've been ahead of my time. And so anyone my age just has never got me and no one's cared to ask. And I, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think that, I think the fear of being alone stems from something. Okay. Listen, you, you, you're always on the move, right? You're always learning something. And that's awesome. I so appreciate that about you. I wish more people were like you because I, I, I empathize with that. I connect with that. I vibe with that type of energy, that type of personality doing your own thing and always pushing forward, creating your own path. Sometimes I wonder, do you do that because, because you're trying to fill a void and is it that void of loneliness? I think it is sometimes. Sometimes it is. It distracts me from everything else, right? Yeah. It it can for some some points it can get me into a room with a bunch of people and make me feel like I'm there. Um and then after that high's dropped, you realize that you're alone in a room full of people. That's the worst feeling I've ever felt is being alone in a room full of people. In like and that's why it's cool to have like really close friends, um, because we, where do you go, you know, to to who sit there and think like you know I'm twenty four five year old guy that's never really been on a date or been in a relationship, 
yet I'm the guy everybody recalls for about their relationships because I'm there. I'm a, I'm 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 an I'm a observant person. You know, I know how it works. Um, and people always asking like, "Oh, how are you still single?" Like, really, what it feels like they're asking is, "What is wrong with you?" You know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I really don't know. At this point, like, yeah, maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know. But, and that's where I think my confidence comes from, is I don't care anymore. Like, I don't, like, whether I'm single or not, I'm going to have to live with myself. Was that feeling of loneliness, was that feeling of loneliness only influenced by external factors and, or do you think it was also influenced by in-home, close relatives, family, parents? I think there's a, a it's a combination of things. Um like I told you earlier about the middle child syndrome. Uh-huh. Um that's that I think does play a role in it. Um being being called ugly as a kid or like being called the fat kid when you're not even fat. Um just there's 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 a lot of a lot of things that I think built up to this point into having an insecure feeling about even just having relationships, friendships even. Um, And that's what I think I told you about, like caring for people even when they don't want you to is because I know people were that are, I know people in general have insecurities Mm -hmm. and they're going through them by themselves. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I know how to do is to let them know I'm there for them. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten to a point where I don't care what you think of, I really don't care what you think of how I'm approaching you or, but as long as you do know I'm there, that's what I, I try to convey is that I am there for you. Um, I have a standing rule with any of my friends and I don't even know if I've told you this yet, but um, you can call me any day or night or any time and I'll do my best to get you through it. Whatever you need, I'll try to be there for you the best to the best of my ability. Um, and I've made that promise to most of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of one good friend that I've had that I haven't made that promise to. Yeah. You know, I I so appreciate that you're the type of person that would do that, that is so selfless in every aspect, right? Not only that, but also I appreciate the fact that you put your own your own fears and your own struggles into your art and not in just one platform, but in so many different platforms exhibit a, we're doing this podcast and we're talking about each other. Um, but I, I worry, man, do you think there's something in me that wants to say that you're draining yourself? You're it, this could be unhealthy. If I can encourage people to be more selfless then I think that we can, I think we could honestly have a better place in the world. I think people could really, really do more and make more of an impact than what we're doing right now. And that's, that's what motivates me, is that I may not be the biggest star. I may not be a, a, big, a big success, but I know what I can do is I can help my friends. I can help people I know. I can help the underdog because we all need someone. 
We all need someone. We can't get anywhere without someone else. You know, Tupac once said, I may not be the person that changes the world, but I could be the spark that influences someone to change the world. And then there are nude beaches. Really? We went there? (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you guys. That has been Mindful Meets Messy. My name is Jonah Price. I'm Carlos Mendoza. And you can follow us on our social media. I'm at Jonah Price on Snapchat and Instagram. Catch me on my Instagram, Carlos D. Mendoza. As well as you can follow us on our website, www.mindmeetsmess.com and you can also email us at mindmeetsmess at gmail.com follow us on Facebook, Instagram and yeah, that's pretty much it this has been the credits, thank you special thanks to our friends Carlos, your friends were great thanks man, so were yours, yours were amazing, great to talk to so Ariel and Mike, thank you for calling in and calling me back, I really appreciate that and we got Odin, Denengi, and Leah I got you bro you know I what? The, you. the names are really tough to. They're, they're really creative names. They're yes, oh, yeah, Odin and Denengi definitely, yeah. and Leah actually, and Leah. Because at first I thought it was Leia, like Princess Leia. Gotcha. Well, we're out of here. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you, and please don't forget to call us if you want to uh, for a topic or whatever. Uh, you can always call us at seven six zero eight five 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 six zero one, and please leave a message. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>